Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is June 20th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, you know, uh, I'm doing great. It's been, it's been a rough couple years in, uh, in the Chicago sports oh, landscape. And today we finally had our triumph. Matt Fitzpatrick, the Northwestern great. Didn't they tweet out some like Northwestern golf tweeted out like we got one? Congrats to Fitzy. Someone tweeted and at you. Go Cats. Chicago has a new shot, and there's like an image of the fairway bunker shot at, uh, on 18, the nine iron. Uh, pretty good. I saw a kid, I saw a guy walking around in all Northwestern golf attire, like a, a hoodie and a hat. I was like, clearly, I mean, they had to be here for Fitzy, right? Uh, they, they came out. So congrats to Chicago. I know it's been, what, since the Cubs? In 2016, you had such a yeah. title like this to cheer for. Yeah, it's been tough. You know, the Cubs are kind of bad. The Bears are bad. The Bulls are mediocre. Middling. Um, yeah. The Blackhawks are one of the worst organizations in sports. And uh, here's we, Fitzy. We needed something. We needed something. Day. And Fitzy has uh, has packed on the speed. You know, he's all of a sudden a uh, one of the bombers on the PGA yep. Tour. Transformed yep. himself. And uh, now That'll he's a major champion. Narrative. And most importantly, he's a PGA Tour winner now. He so Azinger can no longer rag, rag him on the telecast. Here. It's a different thing. And here for us is the Precision Pro House. We're back after a great week at the US Open. We're going to talk about this. I think we both come out of this one, uh, you know, walking into the media center, walking back off the course, leaving the course, really sort of. Uh, with the the tank full, right? Fulfilled by this championship being on the ground, not left wanting. Um, and that's thanks to Precision Pro in part. I'm not saying they did the show, but they helped get us up here. They covered us with, uh, set us up beautifully at the Precision Pro house. And our satellite house. And the satellite house. The, uh, <laughs> the back of the uh, media center where people could hear you hollering, doing your fake Keegan chants, your mimicking Keegan chants. Uh, so this is much better. We can kind of let it rip here in the actual house as opposed to the satellite office. You can go to precisionprogolf.com. Uh, they have a new NX10. It's their very newest and greatest, latest rangefinder. They're deliberate about these things. They're not like, I don't know, some equipment companies in the cycle back in the day when they'd release new drivers every three months. They're deliberate about new models. They have a new model that's NX10. It can be personalized. You can put American flag, colors, initials, all sorts of different things to put your touch on it. Removable side plate. They've got an external slope switch, upgraded LCD screen, and I think it's tw- it's forty dollars off through June nineteenth. I think it's twenty. Twenty. Yeah. Forty dollars off the other stuff. Maybe they'll make that through the twentieth. Through tonight. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it stays on for Monday. If it doesn't, Shotgun Twenty might work on some of that stuff. But they are uh, the official rangefinder of the Shotgun Start. Thanks to them for sponsoring all week. Really being a big partner the last couple of years, allowing us to do what we want to do. All right. 
So back from the Precision Pro house. This was, um, we'll, we'll talk fits in a minute. I think a lot of people are going to, it's really facile and lazy to talk about, just say like, well, Liv will never have this. And like, of course they won't. Like that's, that's the constant discussion that's going on right now in golf. Uh, I don't want to make this a live thing, but I just want to like, this is why the majors are so special, right? This was where the purse size kind of didn't really matter. The FedEx cup points don't really matter. They do the 600, 600 big ones. The like the place and position. Dare you say the FedEx don't really cup matter. Points don't matter. What it means for some sort of external race doesn't matter. And it does things to people whether they're in the crowd, whether they're on the leaderboard, that no other tournaments can do. And to hear Will Zalatoris talk about, like, the last time I had belief, now I don't have, like, or I didn't quite have belief before the PGA, even though I'd been in it, and now I do. Like, I know I belong in these situations. But really kind of playing it, like, he played, like, shit off the tee. Like, he was not good. And somehow, like, that was someone who felt like he belonged in a major and was there until, like, the very last putt. Matt Fitzpatrick. All the best, all the players who we would say are the best players right now were around, right? It was Al Torres, Scheffler, Fitzpatrick, Rory, for better or worse, like shows up, right? He's not an NA at majors. Um, he just, he's just, uh, he's kind of a, he's a snorkeler right now in majors. What's that mean? It means that he can't go deep underwater. The water, <laughs> when he when he realizes he's deep under, the water comes rushing in, and he's got to come back up. They were air. doing the whole he's in it all the way to the 18th, uh, weren't they? Like, like, you get to three? Yeah, they just can't let go. You get to three, he might I mean, be all right. When he bogeyed the fifth hole, I knew it was over. Which hole? The fifth. <laughs> From what? just like oh, yeah, 20 yeah, yeah. yards he off drove the green. The, yeah, he pin it, high and then you know hit a bad, two bad putts, bad way. That's, yeah. that's when I knew it was over yeah. for him. And uh, that he, I mean, we are listen. This came down to really the Zalatoris, Fitzy, and Scheffler, and those, you would those guys didn't really blink. None of them blinked. They they played really exceptional golf on a difficult weekend at at the Country Club. They were the best players, and you know Fitzy talked about it in in the post round presser he didn't realize how bad of a tee shot he had on 15 mm-hmm. and he said i've been in a couple of these and i've felt like you know i haven't gotten a break the ball sits down or the ball yeah, yeah. something like that and he gets he hits it so bad that he's in the trampled down area heavily trampled down area with a that. great lie yep zell hit a better drive there than 50 yeah he ends up in the thick rough. It just barely can advance the ball, really. You know, he gets it. One, yeah. Rough and, grabs the club. And right there is the margin. You know, Fitzy makes a birdie. Zalatoris makes a bogey. And that's the difference between winning and losing. And that's a cruel, cruel game. And these tournaments come down to the smallest of margins. And Fitzy, all the work he's put in has been... It's, I mean, the way he's transformed his golf game in, in the power department is so admirable. And, I mean, I think, like, I have, like, a, 
added appreciation for Fitzy because he's a guy that on the PGA Tour level, and this is not true of his amateur career or anything. He was the number one ranked amateur in the world. Um, But at the PGA Tour level, I think he's always been an afterthought. He's always been, well, you know, he's, he doesn't have this. He doesn't have that. Guy. Yeah. And now he has everything. He has the entire game. I mean, he <coughs> fucking bombs the ball. Crushes it. He was talking about how he's, how good it feels. He was out driving. Billy Foster was talking about how he's out driving DJ yeah. on many occasions because they played together in the first two rounds, which is it's crazy. This is the big. This is sort of the easy extraction that people are making about Fitzy and why he won. Like he's been really, really good at the hardest kind of events for a while now um i I, he talked about how like he didn't try to chase it change his swing like i was chasing speed but i was not gonna change anything about my swing he's but he seemed just like he seemed so giddy to talk about it he's like i really can't believe where the ball is going how good it feels like i can hang with anyone uh, like it feels good to hit bombs, basically, is what he's saying. And, and, but he's well, very critical. Like you remember, Rory talked about he watched Bryson play Wingfoot and then like tinkered with his swing, kind of effed up his swing chasing speed. Fitzy, I think, was pretty deliberate in the way he went about it. I mean, I think there's got to be something. I mean, this is a guy that's top twenty five in every strokes gain category. Mm-hmm. So he was a top twenty five guy in three of the four strokes gain category categories and i can't imagine how frustrating how maddening it must be to know that you're better than a lot of guys at 75 percent of the game you know just basically not better at the 14 tee shots and because of that you're not as good as them and now how rewarding it must be to put in the work and be hitting it with them and be like, yeah, you know what? Those guys aren't actually better than me. I just needed to get Bust this one skill. Bit, and yeah. I think like something I'm thinking a lot about is like, and I think like the kids, Fitzy, and I don't know, you know, he did this with like, it sounds like just this like speed stack. speed yeah. stack. Yeah. Uh, it's like, you know, there's all kinds of speed training aids out there now, but is this the speed stack? I think it is. Um, like the idea of like how kids, I think kids are being instructed to like it's speed and then we can figure out everything else. Yeah. And Fitzy is. I was a player first. He's a player. This is not a guy. He's a guy like he's a pitcher with four pitches, mm-hmm. not just a guy that can throw 98. Right. And I think so many guys on tour are guys that can throw 98. And don't have totally. much else. And that shows up in a major. Yeah. Exactly. It, yeah. It, this it, this venue at this major at Southern Hills, the same thing. Like, you need every... At Augusta, you need everything. Yeah. And, and that's what's becoming very apparent more so is that... I think as these... As we keep covering... Like, just golf in general the majors continue to separate themselves from regular tour events. And I think, and I don't want to make this at all anti-tour thing, but like it is an utter indictment on the tour setup that Will Zalatoris and and Fitzy hadn't won on on tour. And like these two guys are so freaking good at golf. It's just 
crazy. What I wonder about the like, like the right guys were on the leaderboard. It felt right, you know. Like Zalatoris, of course. Like Zalatoris probably played the round of the tournament. This is Saturday, sixty-seven in those conditions. It's probably the best round of the tournament. I saw some people, you know, arguing for a few today. I would argue the best round on Saturday was the best round of the championship. Um, Zalatoris, Scheffler, uh, uh, Fitzy. Rom to a certain extent, Rory. Like, I also wonder about like how they're so bunched up now that like if you are hot, and I, and I'm not saying you could, you're faking it, but if you're just hot at like the right time or wrong time, like you can really sort of change the way people think about you and your career, at least from the outside, right? I mean, Zalatoris is an exceptional talent, but he also seems to get hot. Like when they're stacked up on top of each other, right? Fitz was like literally just playing in the final group with Mito at Southern Hills. And here he is again. Like if you're playing well at the right time, there's like, you, you like, we kind of have a lot of opportunities. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They're stacked on top of each other now. Whereas maybe I'm not suggesting the schedule is like dramatically different from the old days, but it just you have another opportunity here if you're hot at the right time, and where sometimes when you get you get one shot and you're kind of disconsolate forever or disconsolate for six months, you have to discon- you know, you're just you're heartbroken. Now it just feels like you could the, the opportunities come so fast that if you your game is in a good place come April May, you're going to have like multiple chances really quickly in succession. And I think for now it's it's producing like strong, consistently strong major championship leaderboards because of it. Yeah, I think yeah the the storylines from one to another tie together a little bit better because there's less time, right? You yeah. don't have you don't have that two month break between the Masters and the the U.S. Open. Like imagine if we this was the first major since the Masters, which is what it used to be, right? Right. Like that PGA in there, it 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 allows. Yeah, I think it you're you're spot on with like it allows hot runs a little bit more. And I think the other thing it does is it makes one year of majors drastically different than other years. Yeah, kind of totally. in a way because that that without that two month gap, like it, <sighs> there's a lot of cohesion. Yeah. Um, and it's uh. Let's talk. Real quick more about Fitzy. Like, he seems extremely likable. Extremely likable, extremely easy to root for. Like, someone you were talking about in the car right back, like, he is someone who's, like, busted his ass and went and got it, right? He wasn't, like... That's it. I think, like, you look at him, obviously, he's an extraordinarily talented, and he's always been talented. But in terms of the way we think of top-shelf tour talent, I don't think that he's somebody that would ever jump off the top of the page. And it's always been because of the driver thing, um, not being a bomber. You know, I think that's one of the things that is such a misconception. And it's just part of it's been the marketing strategy of the tour and and the way golf is covered. The way, yeah, equipment companies, the way golf is covered in general is like, if you don't hit it really far, then you're not talented, which is just silly because like this guy can do everything. And I think the other thing about it is like, just you, 
he poured his life into this. Like Dan Rappaport had tweets about <laughs> to start the day about the bachelor, like a friend's bachelor party. How he just let him use their house and he and he just drank water the whole weekend because really? it was the week before. I think it was the week before the PGA. Okay. Maybe. Okay. And like his friends came down, used his house, were there. He went to dinner with him, but he didn't drink at all. Yeah. Because it was the week, like he didn't want to ruin his prep. I mean, this is a guy that chips cross-handed. This is a guy that um, he does weird shit. He keeps the pin in because he's done all this data analysis. Like, yeah. really, <laughs> this is the guy that's quite brilliant, a total stats nerd golf junkie who's not leaving any stones unturned that doesn't feel the need to just tell us that he's smarter than than everyone else, yeah. like Bryson. But... I will say, I think kind of Bryson pushed Fitzy in the yeah, right direction. I mean, he had some sp- hot takes about Bryson. He's like, I think that's preposterous. I think it's bullshit that <laughs> he didn't hit quote. any fairways and was able to win while I hit every fairway at Wingfoot and I like, couldn't cut, get close to him. Like, this isn't what golf should be. Here's what he said. It's not a skill to hit the ball a long way, in my opinion. I could put on 40 pounds. This was like... Two, two plus years ago. on him for that? Like crush yeah. him for this? Like go ahead, Fitzy. I could put on 40 pounds. I could go and see a biomechanist, which he did, and I could gain 40 yards. That's actually a fact. I could put an, another two inches on my driver. I could gain that. But the skill, in my opinion, is to hit the ball straight. I was just asking him, um, but, th- but then like, you know, a year later, basically, Fitzy is doing all this and then asking Bryson at Seminole during the pro member about the stuff, like what he's doing. You know, I think he got smoked for this. Yeah, he did. I and remember I think, Justin Thomas ripped him. What do you mean it's not a skill? Like, uh, and I think he that getting smoked made him look like... Th- I think so many people in society, just in general, like people, you get critiqued, like... Fitzy put an opinion out there the way he thought about things and he got killed and he he got critiqued, right? And so many people will be like, oh, fuck that. Fuck those people. Like, I'm right. Keep doing what I'm doing. I'm going to keep, like, they just don't understand. Yeah. Fitzy was like, you know what? Maybe I should do this. And now he won a major. What was your, what was your favorite, like, shot, favorite moments from him? I, I would say, like, he seemed to think that five iron, which he caught a great break from six, uh, 15, was like his shot of the day. Obviously, a lot of people are going to go the nine iron out of the bunker, like a, a, a stupid uh, like shot for all you know the history books. He talked about how one part of his game that had been shaky, he's very anxious about his fairway bunker play. Yeah. And of course, that's that was... where he found himself at the like most pressurized moment of his entire career. Um, that I mean, that's the cool thing I, I always think about about tournament golf is um, it seems like whenever you play tournament golf, whatever part of your game you're worried about is, is like immediately just examined. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's just got this weird way like if, of exposing your weaknesses. And like, if you're worried about something you're, you're going to like, if, if it's the night before the tournament and you're like, you know, I just got the, heebie-jeebies about something like that's you're gonna have to do that yeah the next day and i think 
that's just the neat thing and and it's like amazing when it comes down and that's what the test that's the final question really (laughs) it was kind of great to see like i mean billy foster is plumb bobbing a tree you know just trying to figure out like where to aim because there there's that island in front of them and uh i i don't know zalatoris said he walked by and he was like yeah like you're not gonna try that right i mean in his head he's saying that he's like it was ballsy i thought that like he even tried it let alone then like he pulls it off Fitz says like i was just trying to get on the green basically and the two putt i, I assumed uh, you know i know will zalatoris is an incredible approach player like i know he's going to have a shot at birdie i just wanted to get on the green and have two putts for par and instead he has like really what was cool i also think like Honestly, like, I don't think Fitzy's ever going to be like a superstar and super marketable person, but it just felt like a talent and super rootable, someone you could root for that, that filled up the tank today. And I thought it was awesome to hear him talk about that pin from the amateur when he yeah. won 23. He's like, I, I kind of know that pin, I, I, the final, I practiced on that. I remember, and I was, but I was really worried. I was giving Zalato- Will the read there. I know. I was super surprised Zalatoris missed played that much break on that putt after watching Fitzy's like really not move. I was kind of like right behind that putt. Yeah. And I would watch both yeah. of them like, and, and it was just kind of like, I was pretty shocked that Zaltoris played that much break after seeing what Fitzy's did. Apparently everyone did that and he was the closest. Everyone missed on yeah. the high side. Apparently. According uh, to Zayner. That's a, I was right by Shackelford who is like, <clears throat> you know, obviously Jeff, Jeff works with Gil on a lot of projects and he was like Shackelford like before the putt was like, you know, the thing about this green, it never moves, just never moves as much as you think. Right. And, um, but I think like the, the, the Fitzy round to me, 13, he came out like really strong and you know, the majors are so that 18th or the fourth round of a major is so long, but so short too. Like when you think about it, like, and he got off to that hot start and he looks so locked in, but really we see it every, there's going to be a struggle. Mm -hmm. Right. And he, he, he bombed out at, at Southern Hills. It was so bad. He hit, hit a rough patch and never, never recovered. Right. And today he had a similar thing, like 10, he had a really bad iron and he didn't get up and down. 11, he hits it in there. He Zalatoris is right next to him, makes the putt. Did you think it was done then? Two shots yeah. fine. And, and, and Fitzy three putts there. Yeah. Like he has a read, he has everything. He three putts there. And at that point, it's like, okay, you're like, this is like the leak oil moment. And I think like, he hit the fairway at 12 and just stopped the bleeding. Like he hit two good shots at 12 and that, that right of the ship and he get, and he didn't hit a great shot on 13. Like approach was pretty mediocre, but he dropped a bomb, you know, he yeah. just gave himself chances. Right. And, and that's the big thing. Um, I, he, I mean, F- 15 is not my, 15. My, yeah. Just all the way through, especially they waited like 10 minutes. Keegan, Dicking around up ahead. Honestly, they were waiting for like 10, 15 minutes. I love that Billy Foster said, 
all right, play well today, boys. When it was time to finally re restart, <laughs> like as if they were on the first tee. Zalatoris left that one on. I was standing like right there, and Zalatoris started bursting out laughing. I couldn't figure out what what Foster had said because you know he's always kind of cracking wise, and, and uh, that was great. Zalatoris led on, and, and it wasn't surprising to see somebody hit a foul ball after standing around. I mean, Zalatoris said he's have a hip problem. He kept stretching for that, but. It wasn't shocking to see Fitz, you know, kind of flare one out there, and it was so bad it was good. Trampled down, but again, still had to hit a five iron and make a. Well, this is the old putt. old Fitzy poof ball out there <laughs> to the right. You know, that's, they, one question I have is: uh, Can Fitzy even earn like a half Ryder Cup point now? Yeah. He's not been good in Ryder Cup. No, but some of that, a lot of people are contending he's had to deal with too, like. He had Westy. Two U.S. Uh, setups, you know, uh, bad setups and whatever it was, Hazeltine. Well, he was, he's never been a bomber. Whistling. You put him back yeah. at Whistling now, he'd be a bomber. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I, I'd like really, really, it just felt to me like a, a proper proper turn, proper championship and proper winner come, come Sunday night. Can I call out a Joe LaMagna stat? Yeah. So uh, the percentage of drives over 315 yards for Matt Fitzpatrick. In um, 2019, he was averaging 10%. In 2020, he was averaging 17% of drives over, with driver over 315 yards. Last year, 20%. This year, 27 it's Bombing it. Yeah. And um, a big, a big percentage increase. Huge. I mean, he's gone from ten to twenty-seven. <laughs> yeah. And that, in in terms of the tour, it's increased a steady one percent year after year. Okay. So you know so, where else you can get increases like this? Oh, <laughs> getting dialed. You go to club champion. I'm sure. I'm sure Fitz is dialed. <laughs> This is he's the guy who leaves no stone unturned. You and should maybe too. we don't have the time and resources that a Fitzy do, you know, to sit around all day and drink water and not have to work. It's his job. But if you have to just sort of make do with all that's out there for you and don't have all day, go to Club Champion. You can get fit. You average once they get their real results. From uh, your master fitter, you average a 22-yard increase off the tee, a 17-yard increase with irons, and a 10-yard better dispersion. They have 50,000 hittable head shaft combos, 60-plus, not 60,000, 60-plus brands, and 100-plus locations. Uh, They're top-trained master fitters. They use TrackMan. They use the Putt Lab. They have the tightest build tolerances in the industry. So, like, I don't know. We don't have the luxury of a Fitzy. This is a way to gain distance, get more dialed, dis, you know, decrease that sort of dispersion and spray chart, and uh, actually have some fun with the track, man. Try to understand your speed. Try to understand what kind of shaft head combo could get you uh, a little bit of extra speed, like a Fitzy, without having you know the time to do all that work. You can go to Club Champion and use the code Fried Egg through the rest of this year. That's all caps, no spaces, Fried Egg through the rest of this year. It gets you 20% off the fitting cost with the purchase of a club. I think this is like if you're going to buy yourself new clubs, this is the way to do it. 
right? Yeah, I Don't agree. Screw around and just been start gone there forever. Picking things off. I got to make a schedule. I got to schedule my. You went to the original one, right? The guy's yeah. garage. Yeah. yeah. So this is a company that pulled itself up by the bootstraps, kind of like Fitzy, just yeah. going out and getting it done. Um, all right. Anything else Fitzy specific you want to talk about? Did you see Deep Fried Eggs tweet about? Uh, that was good. Under Armour dropping the wrong guy. The wrong boy. Yeah. I mean, he's in Castor, the the brand that sponsored P. Reed. Aesthetically, he's <laughs> wanting between Skechers <laughs> and Castore, whatever that is. Isn't that like a British high end something or other? Well, um, they they must have dropped P. P. Reed for him. Well, yeah, P. Was I think P. <laughs> was like picked up and dropped in a week. I think that was a master's deal for P. Reed. Um, I don't know. Just I was happy for him. Why? Anything from Zalatoris? Yeah. I mean... It was really interesting to hear him talk. He was really, really in pain. I, I remember... Not, not you know, physical pain. So, they come and do the silver medal, right? This is oh, the U.S. Open Court. That was awful. Well, they used to have to stand out on the green, right? Because there's all these images of Phil getting another medal and another medal. And Bodenheimer came in at the end of his press conferences and put the silver medal on him for second place. I assume... Uh, wasn't Scheffler co-tied uh, uh, tied for runner-up? Yeah. And he puts it around his neck, and like all of a sudden, that's the end of the press conference. And Zalatoris just like, just looks like he has to look at the box. That yeah, the he like clo- he like closed the box, and just like, like just yeah, like just really. Uh, this one really hurt. Right? It was he played probably the best golf of the of the championship on that Saturday, and he's still empty-handed. He played. He did not hit it well off the tee. He was pretty bad off the tee today. Yeah, I mean the iron play was was really good. He made big putts. I, you know, the putter is really coming around. Kind of is, yeah. It, like he made some big putts. The putt on sixteen, thirteen was huge. par save, yeah. right? That was Thir- a horrible drive off the toe. And Ter- he saves par. Yeah, terrible drive there. Saved part there. The putt on 12 or 12, 11 was big. The, you know, he just, yeah, he, um, it's really ugly. The short putting's really ugly, but they're yeah. going in. Yeah. And, um, I just, yeah, I, I watched a lot of Zalatoris the last two days and I just, I think he's, he played the best of anybody I kind of, and i think that if that setup had been just a wee bit tougher the first two days i think we might be talking about zal torres with like a two-shot win um i thought he he played he just was really really impressive um i just he's built for majors something i wanted to talk about really is uh you know, this is like a third time I've watched Scheffler up close, like, you know, pretty, you know, for a lot, a while, you know, and um, the sound the ball makes coming off his club face is like one of the least impressive things I have ever like heard of a, of a great player. Like most truly um great players the sound is something to b- behold 
And Zalator, like the the contrast between Zalatoris and Scheffler and the sound, even Fitzy. Fitzy, like the sound's right. Mm-hmm. But Zalatoris is like just the sound and watching watching him hit shots is truly extraordinary. He is such a good ball striker. And 16. I used to say, and I and Sean Martin, if he's listening to this, is is just gonna. But Smartin and I have always been debating with with Morikawa and Zalatoris, and I think Zalatoris is a more impressive iron player because he's got more shots. Like, and the way he can flight a ball, he can move it both directions. I've seen him hit draws. I've seen him hit cuts. And just the, he's just got more pop and more shots. And it's just a matter of time before he wins one. He said it too. Like, it's just a matter of like, and we say that about a lot of people, but I just have a hard time not having him in. I mean, who do you trust more? Maybe Scheffler. If you're going to run down like players and for major championship for major. anywhere, like yeah. any major, any venue style. Yeah. Any anywhere. style, like his yeah. game translates everywhere. Yeah. I don't, I, he might be my number one pick week, like major venue made in and out over a, a Rama Marikawa. They might, they've won more, but yeah. I don't think consistency. I mean, the ball striking is just truly on a, like, I think kind of like a different level he had some than everybody else. He had, he had an interesting quote today of like, yeah, like one thing I've learned a lot in these majors is like, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but like when I'm off, like I'm so good that when I'm off, like I'm still going to be pretty good at a major and be able to hang. It was, it was kind of like, it wasn't arrogant. It wasn't cocky. It was sort of a self-belief type thing. Like I have to understand that if I'm not playing my best, I know I'm not playing my best. I'm so freaking good that I can still contend and maybe win even when I'm off. And he was off today. He talked about that. That's like as bad as I'm going to drive the ball. Um, the one at 13 was jarring how, how bad that was immediately. I will say, I mean, I'm thinking about it. He didn't drive the ball great at Southern Hills that last round either, I felt like. Or maybe it was the third round that he drove it kind of poor. He had a poor, it might have been the third round. But that's that's the way golf works, right? Yeah. And then, I mean, then you can pair it, though, to a guy like Scotty, right? And like what I said about the contact, it's a really unimpressive sound. But he does everything so well. Yeah. It's it still gets close, and then he's got the chipping and the way he putted. I mean that front nine was unbelievable that he played. Right, and he almost cu- went out in thirty one. Right, what was it thirty two? He went out in thirty two. Yeah, he had a, some good looks. That's without a without birdieing eight, eight or nine. Yeah, and having that that was an incredible par. <laughs> I mean, Scotty, uh, second day in a row, ten ten and eleven. 12 did him in yesterday he played him three over today he played him two over and uh you know 11 got really bit him on the weekend yeah it's kind of amazing i mean it was just but again that was like 
That wedge sound is so bad. <laughs> it's, it's just the way it, I don't know if it's his clubs. Yeah. Maybe it's just his clubs. <coughs> bad clubs? I, I don't... You need to go to Club Champion? I need to go to Club... But it's just... The sound is so bad. Interesting. You're out there, you know, moseying about around him. When did you peel off from Scheffler? I peeled off from Scheffler at 11. Skirt. Okay. Good stuff. Good job. Uh, good point. You know, to break off, I suppose. I, I, um, I gotta say, I, I feel like I, I played everything right. I had the telecast on on the phone. Yeah, yeah. And that was awesome that it worked. Yeah. Shout out Cisco. Cisco, <laughs> partner of the hey. Shotgun Start Friday. Cisco. I mean, I was streaming the whole time out there. Yeah. It was great. It's fantastic. Anyways, Big infrastructure um, paying off, but um. The, uh, <laughs> the, yeah, I mean, I got Zal Torres yesterday playing the round of the day. Then, yeah, watching Scotty play that front nine was awesome. And right. then just kind of sensing that you saw Zal Torres coming, right? He got off that bad start. I mean, that's the other thing I think that's super impressive about Zal Torres today. How many guys would have ejected after he being two over through four? Yeah. Like, he got off to a real bad start. And also, like, Fitz was cooking right in front of him. Mm-hmm. Fitz was playing really well. He hit that. Fitz, I just want to call it out before we forget. Like, his drive on five. I know you kind of have some quibble with that whole. Um, his drive on five was one of the best shots I've seen up close in a long time. And, Fitzies? like, in a major. Yeah. I mean, he hit it straight through the neck. Almost a pin high. A little just past. And I just watched... You know, John Rahm and Rory and all these players like really struggle to get anywhere close to a three and sometimes make four. It was just really cool to see Fitzy hit that. And this is the speed boy again. Like Dude, he's he like, I watched Rory and Rob struggle there and I can hammer that. He was kind of like, and I can do it. And I'm just right there with he, those guys. He now. hit it over the road on 15 I yesterday. I know. The, all the, nobody else hit it over the road. So Zalatoris is watching that yeah. and, and all still kind of hanging in after sort of blowing it, the lead in the first five holes. Four well, holes. And that's the thing I think about, like he talked about after the round, how comfortable he is. And that is the sign of comfort. When you're a young golfer, I think about like when you're, I, one of the things I think about a lot about like when I played golf as a junior is I wish I understood that it's okay if I'm two over through four because I'm just going to make, I'll make some birdies eventually. And you never know when you're going to make a bunch of birdies or when you're going to start playing. Like there's going to be bad stretches of golf. Yeah. And I, I could only imagine that when you're playing a major championship, you almost regress back to that where you're just freaked out and you think every bogey is like the biggest worst thing that it could imagine you see a guy all of a sudden four shots up on you that that's got to be a frightening feeling and and from there like you just saw it coming though because of the shot the shot on seven i mean how good was that yeah that that, that flighted like mm-hmm. run up like people were struggling with seven that shot was an oh, unreal yeah. it's not that hasn't been like a super easy it confounded them a, a bit it should have gone in yeah right i mean I, the crowd was ready for that to go in 
I, I was kind of walking up the hill as it was the going putt down. on nine. That was a great. I mean, he hit, the second he hit that putt, it was in. The yep. shot from the rough into there was great. Yeah, you know when you think about the weight, he did. He drove it really shitty. He had a terrible drive on three. He had a bad drive on. Uh, he had a bad iron on two. Well, but bad, bad. Do you have a bad drive on one? I don't remember. I don't remember one. I don't. I don't remember one. Uh, all right. So we've talked a lot. I would say, in terms of the general sports consciousness, these aren't big names. They're the best golfers as we know them right now, often. Um, but it wasn't, you know, Tiger winning. It wasn't Rory winning. It wasn't like JT versus so-and-so. Why did we come away from this feeling so... Like that was an amazing, I saw a lot of people tweeting like, holy shit, what a great tournament. What a great championship. Holy hell. That was an incredible major. Did you feel that way? Yeah, I I did to think that was like, I heard like people I, I really know and respect in the media center have covered these things for like 40 years. Be like, that was one of the better open champ U S opens in a long time. Why? I think because it came down, those three guys clearly were the best three guys in the tournament, and they none of them lost it. One guy won it, and they they played at an extremely high level of golf. Like the fact was, it wasn't a survival test. Like it was <coughs> the golf course really allowed them to showcase their skills like in in I did I think there was something about it just being it's hard the the level of golf was so high yeah I I think it it yeah I I think it has something to do with and I'm not sure I can steer this home but I started out this way where where it, it just felt like the competition was the thing right and and we know, as opposed to playing for some purse or FedEx, we know these are the best golfers right now. And whether they're the sexiest or superstarist golfers was beside the point because we somehow just had really good golf and competition as the product. And I know that's not going to carry the day all the time. But in a major, it really feels like it can, right? In a major, it feels like we do notice the little bounce where 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 Zalatoris gets the bad break on 15 and you know how often that happens in like a golf tournament at the memorial or FedEx this or that or the other like that happens but here's where we care and why we where we notice and where it matters and where it changes sort of careers um I, I don't know why I came away so fulfilled by this one I I, I maybe I'm biased because I was in the arena and the fans were there and everything I think like that, that I think part of it was the fans and the atmosphere too yeah. I um something that I think that in, obviously it's in Brookline it's not in Boston limits but it's very you know it's just outside Boston <laughs> I think there is is something magical about major championship golf in an urban setting. Yeah, um, where you have you can take the train to it. You can yeah, get on the bus and you're there. And you know, the fans were great. There were these. Just, there's some really wonderful natural amphitheaters out there, and there was just an energy on the grounds. It's 
a, a warm, welcoming energy there um, that I also, thought was like kind of intoxicating. Also, the energy is not just welcoming. It's sometimes tension, mm-hmm. right? It adds to it adds to sort of the stakes, right? When you're waiting on the 15th tee and you're surrounded by some idiots and just people in general, um, it adds to the anxiety, right? As opposed to just having nothing, right? Having, having sort of dead silence or having no one paying attention, no one seeming to give a shit. It, it creates more anxiety in addition to uh, sort of energy. Um, I don't know. It was just, it was a really, really strong major for me regardless of having the sexiest or most superstar winner and, and contenders down the stretch. And it feels like Zalatoris is sort of approaching fairly big star. He had a lot of people pushing for him. A lot of people like the, the fan here was pretty educated and, and really I've, into. I felt like, like somebody, it, the fa- it was a really weird finish in the sense of the the fan, the way the fans reacted uh, on eighteen, I, well, I mean, there was could, no putt out for the win. There was a miss. For yeah, the, you know, so it was a little different in that way. In general, you know what I'm saying? It, yeah, it was weird because, like, it, it kind of everybody I think was so shocked that it didn't go in. Right, right. So where would you put the country club that seemed to play a part in our appreciation of this week? It was, I for me, um, I've done, you know, Oakmont and Shinnecock and Chambers Bay and a bunch, Pebble. Uh, what I just loved about it, and I talked about this on Saturday, was how you can get, as a major championship venue, you can just see so much golf. Or you can, you can move around change course quick. really quickly and go, like, a lot of these guys didn't play in the same group, right? You, you had the fortune of Fitz and, and Zalatoris today, but... So many of these guys were in different groups, and it was just really easy to get to see multiple groups quickly um, on cool holes too, right? Like like different kinds of holes, different lengths of holes, and I comparing it to some of the other courses, and I'm not saying it's better or worse. Uh, it just really was strong in that way as a, as a U.S. Open, being able to jump from one place to the next at those gathering points and intersections. I think that's the key, the gathering points. And this is something that most old courses have um, yeah. because of the way they were built. But they have there's a, there's a central gathering point on the front nine, which is like where two green, five green, six T, three T is where you basically can see it a lot of things you can easily move around and mosey to, from one group to another. And then on the back nine, you've got, or front nine slash back nine, you've got eight T nine green, uh, 10 T 12 green, 13 T all right there in that in seven green all in that little pocket. So it makes it really, it, it's the same thing that Augusta does. It has these hubs of, of activity where you get roars. Like that's the thing I thought about with the country club that was really cool is like the roars you'd hear things going on and you'd be like what's going on and you know then I'd go to the telecast and see it like three minutes later. Um, there was a delay on the telecast. Yeah, it's it's kind I, of amazing to watch shots up front, up close, and then see it on the telecast like five minutes later in front of you. Yeah, but I I think like one of my the things that sticks with me going away. Um, and I think it's a huge shame is that we just saw this amazing, amazing championship at the country club. And 
what's really sad, I think, is that we aren't going to see this place for a very long time. The only open dates on the USGA's calendar are 28 and 31. I doubt it's going to go into the 28. I'm guessing that these are probably already earmarked. Um, they probably already know where they're going or want to go, and they're somewhere else. And in the meantime, you know, like we won't, we might, I, not I see, just like, we might not see Wells Alatoris play this course, yeah, in a major again. That's it's sad. We may not see Matt Fitzpatrick play it again. And this is like the legacy building stuff. We got LACC. I'm super excited about LACC next year. It's of course that we haven't like seen. Like it's going to be really neat. It's going to be in the city. But like, you know what? I'm a big fan of Pinehurst. I like the area. Pinehurst number two is great. I don't need to see it every five years. I actually don't want to see it every five years. I think like that's cool. Like they want to host it. You know why they want to host it? Because it's a fucking commercial for the resort that they charge $500 around at. <coughs> it's like the greatest commercial in the world. Sure. That's why Pebble wants to host it all the time too. What a big surprise. These guys want to work with us. No shit. They want to work with us. Like I get to go put on a week long commercial for my resort. That's a for profit facility. Like, and guess what? Pinehurst is great. Okay. But I don't think it's a elite, elite U.S. Open host. I think the country club is, I mean, it's, I think it's right there with the best of the best places. And Which I know, are, you know that it's not infrastructure-wise, it's a pain in the ass. Why? Because it's, it's hard to, it's hard to get in. Like, listen, to it. Yeah. I don't want this to be a media complaint. It fucking sucked to, to, to get to. Yeah. It took us an hour yeah. Every day to get in there. Yeah. And it's a pain in the ass when it's 930 at night on a on a Friday night or a Saturday night. And, you know, you have an hour to get to get out when you finish work like yeah. that sucks. OK, but like give me this golf. Give me the place that I'm going to spend 12 hours a day like yeah. that place is magic. And it's beautiful. It shows well on television. Climate and, seems like it's pretty yeah, good. You I know? mean, not crazy. Perfect time of year to be there. Yeah. Like, and that has part that <laughs> will lead to a more energetic crowd. Like Pinehurst, this is not meant to be a Pinehurst takedown or a Pebble takedown. Those places are hard to get to from population centers. Like Pebble is out of out of the way like you're sure you're gonna draw from san francisco but it's not easy for anybody to get to shinny's like this place you can yeah shinny's out there but it's at least in like a very golf culture area and in, in, before people come at me Pinehurst Pine fucking population density is tiny yeah i got like it, it southern pines <laughs> is a big city it's tw you know but like there's something magical about being around millions of people and in the tournament being ingrained with these big cities like the you know it 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 sucks it it actually i'm i'm super disappointed with the way that this. that that the usga has basically committed themselves out for like 40 years i think it's silly like i think it's just idiotic what if the greatest restoration ever happens two years from now and we have a brand new venue we can't get it in what happens if like this 
unbelievable golf courses built that would be perfect for the U.S. Open. I know they want to do historic, but like not Aaron Hills or Chambers Bay, which are like kind of flawed golf courses that aren't really great golf courses. Um, you know, this, these are things like I just don't understand why they need to book these things out. And I also like the Pebble Pinehurst thing just kind of irritates me because I don't think they're top end venues. I don't think they're in the, the lead of the elite major uh, U.S. Open venues. I mean, we get Pebble every fucking year on the PGA Tour. I don't really need to see it every five of the U.S. Open. Um, Pinehurst, I mean... Are they every five or once a decade for the U.S. Open? They got 27, 32. They had... Uh, 19. Yeah, and I didn't write down past 32. Okay. Um, so I, I'm sorry, but yeah. Oh, that's yeah. three in what, like 13 years. Or yeah, I, and I just... I, I don't... And I, I don't like the commercialization aspect behind it. Like The, pro- there, the commercial. A, there, there's a reason yeah. that these 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 courses want to host it is because it's a week long commercial for their for profit business. Let's, let's not color this any other way. So all this comes out of a, a lament that we won't get to see the country club yeah. again, because it was that good this year. I mean, I think these are things that there should be slots and maybe, maybe 28, who knows? Maybe the, the, you know they were on to see how this goes, and they slot it in twenty eight. I'm gonna be happy. This is one of the founding five clubs. Yeah, it's a it's extraordinarily hard. Like as hard of a golf course as we've seen pros play. Yeah, and yep. who knows when we're gonna see it again? That's yep. the sad thing. That I I like it is like a bittersweet night. Like I. I did not expect to like this place as much as I liked it. I was like kind yeah. of like meh about it yeah. coming in. I remember and that. then you just watch, you just see, it was just extraordinary. It was it was a great, great U.S. Open course. And, did they um, set it up to your liking? I, the, my one qualm would be like they should have pushed it a little bit more on, on days one and two when you have the chance. I, I understand. You tweeted that this morning. You need to get, get stuff around. We could have had like three really extraordinary days. I think everybody, I mean, today was awesome because it was the climax, the culmination of this tournament, you know, and, and it, we got great drama from the players. And, you know, the golf course was, was hard, but it was gettable. Um, they hit your number six under is the new par, even par. <laughs> Who would have guessed? Pretty, I don't know. I think it's pretty higher of a lower score than. But the thing the is, if they championship playoff. Here's the thing: if if they had let the golf course be what the golf course wanted to be this week, with the weather, it would have been what two? It would have been two, three. Yeah. yeah, like they they slowed the thing down. They made it. They wanted to have under par scores because they want the championship to be six under that is their new par is six they're hitting it they i'm telling you the new par is six there because they know nobody will complain if six under wins right you don't they will they players might complain if if even par wins they'll say it's too hard it's silly it's stupid and like what bugs me is that they're doctoring courses. Like so you think LACC, they're still setting it up to a number. So LACC, if they don't, if they did nothing to the golf course, like twelve might win or fourteen might win next year. 
And then everybody will be like, this is stupid. This is not a U.S. Open. This is stupid. They're narrowing that, right? So now they're narrowing it to yeah. get it down to six. Yeah. <laughs> that, that'll be, this, is, this is now an game, awesome game within the game to watch for. Six. six. That it hit right on six after, you, what was that, Friday morning? That's that three in a row at six now. Is it three? I know Tori was six. Wingfoot. Yeah. Six. Really? Yeah. Oh, God. We're on to them. Now they're going to have to call. They're going to try to go for they seven might go or for four. four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think they, what they want is like four to eight is yeah. really their range. Right. You know, and six just happens to be right in the middle. It's a it. hot streak. <laughs> it's, I mean. It should have been harder. Let's be honest. It should have pissed more guys off on Thursday and Friday. Yeah, that's, I'm not saying that's they where and they have to get people way. around. And I, I'm like, I'm considerate of that and understanding. Yeah, 156. And you don't want to like embarrass some of the the qualifiers, but well, if you're if you're thinking about think about worrying about embarrassing Fran the Quinn. qualifiers, get rid of the fucking qualifiers then. Yeah, maybe take it down <laughs> to one forty. Yeah, it's, they're never going to do that. That's the entire but, identity of the championship more than anything else. Qualifiers and one fifty six. I think the most magic golf is when like the most relevant number that anybody can tell you is the front edge. What does that mean? That means that like you get your fir- the first number coming from your caddy's oh, mouth is I the front num- number to the front edge of the green because yeah. it's firm. And you're thinking, what's the front? What's the back? What's that bunker? And you're you're calculating everything off of understanding that this is not going to stop right when it hits the ground. Yeah. And in the first two days, it was a little doughy. Yeah, we kind of had that yesterday, right? Where the guys just yes. trying to hit the front front portion and let it go from there. So. It it was uh, yesterday was extraordinary. Two, I mean, 15. today was amazing just because the competition was. I mean, you couldn't have drawn up something any better than today just I mean, as a competitive product. Yeah, regardless of whether it was entertainment for people watching on TV, which I didn't th- sound like it was great. The TV deal, but I whatever. think that like one of the things, whether people know knew it or not, and I'm sure a lot of people do know it, but I think the live stuff <laughs> and it was just, I think one of the things that played into this tournament being such a great tournament was how it had so little lead up because of because of the live stuff and how live has kind of like overwhelmed everything the last month and everything like live was like took took like a complete backseat to this week yep. after once the comp, once the balls were in the air it became secondary and gall in in this extraordinary championship was at the forefront, which is why everybody's fans. Right, right. That that's the th- that's why the like it's it's the thing you can't like clearly explain or change. You can make purses what you want, but like there's only one thing that has like Scotty Scheffler like crying in the morning of a Sunday. There's only like one thing that has, you know, Sal Matt- Torres was like you could just like visibly see how gutted he was yeah or, or fitzpatrick talking about how long the day had do you think any Duplessis was like that last week in, in london <laughs> look just couldn't track there's couldn't gonna chase be so down many sports writers it's such an easy narrative to say like live will never have this and that's right but the pga tour doesn't have this either like yeah. it's why the majors are what they are and 
it's not explainable. It's not easily citable, changeable. You can't just wake up and say, you know, the purse is this or the course is this. And all of a sudden it it's, takes on heightened importance. It, it's something that's, that the players, fans, media, everybody sort of plays into. And it's uh, kind of uh, ethereal in a way. So uh, I was good to just have that for a day because it's probably only going to be a day before we get the live comeback. Right. I mean, that's coming. A banter is going this week. I saw a smash GC hat inside the ropes. How did that happen? Um, that must be some guy really trying to plant his flag. He was right next to I'm me. I'm surprised he'd get thrown out. That's like bringing a, you know. A, I should have asked him a, where he got it. A, he clear on the ground? Or you think he ordered it? On, Maybe online? he might be the a player. F- he might have been a player. I didn't recognize who it was. No. Not, anyways, the USGA has to be pissed about that. I mean, Not nobody knows. Know the only reason there. anybody knew but was... you're going to tweet it. No, I already like, tweeted it. Who let the smash guy? Who let the guy wear, fly these live colors inside the ropes? Uh, Abe Answer's gone. It's coming. Yeah, so we're going right back into it. And that's all I'm saying. It There's was nice way to have more like a going. real golf competition that got guys nervous and anxious and fans excited for four days. And that'll change. I, yeah, I, it's, it's, this, was, this was a great golf tournament. And... Um, it's just a bummer that we don't have like ten tournaments like this year. You think we? You think it would? You don't think a bit diluted? We'd lose a little bit of the magic of these four or the magic of today. We get five like really great events every other year, and then we get four every other year. Yeah, you know we get. The, but the Ryder Cup might be dead. You know, who knows? I think it all comes down to what the European Big tour week. does. Pelly's got the keys. <laughs> it de- it depends on what what the governing body, one of the governing bodies of the game, whether or not they sell out, and what a what a shitty thing to do if you're a governing this body of the game to get sell in bed out with the Saudis. Yeah, just yeah. sell your soul. Right, right. Where you had some, yeah. <laughs> There's some people. Making similar arguments on on the ground this week, uh, so the tour's got to come correct though, the PGA tour, right? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, that, it's, it's happening this week. There's listen, meetings going on at Travelers with the PGA tour, the Euro tour. It sounds like it's basically going to decide. Uh, I would guess they're going to be like kind of bought, or like fully bought and merged with the PGA tour. Would be my guess is how it goes. I think but, the thing about it is like the tour. The tour needs to um, to pony up, yeah, and not it, it can't be what they did to him last time, which is just a bunch of bullshit. It's weird to come play like, Barbasol yeah. and yeah. Reno, and we'll give we're coming to Scotland, there, Scottish. There yeah. needs to be like a real merger yeah. and real like rights for European tour players where they can like feasibly play on the PGA, and tour. hopefully some sort of like world tour product yes side product with corn fairy like roll it up that's yeah. i mean hopefully this happens the tour needs to do it um or else like if the if 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 the saudis have the euro tour it's just it's, it's not, over it's not or it's good. just it's just a split bad bad world which makes you'd say that was part of like this week's appeal right everybody was here yeah, yeah. I mean, the low live player was DJ at twenty fourth. They weren't. Well, that's the thing. 
they don't they still don't have like a lot of good players. They're still it's still and I think this may change this week. All the old guys and like DJ and that's it. You know, tough blow. For, I feel bad for uh, Trevor Immelman, friend of the pod. Might be losing a handful of guys for the Prez Cup. You think? Yeah, puts him in a shitty position too, just in general. Like you know. <laughs> Like he's like they finally have a team that's like looks like they can compete and now guys are just flying the flying. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anything else for Boston? Hey. That was a great major. It was a great major. I you have a bunch of notes. You're gonna post stuff at the fried egg. Maybe. Maybe? <laughs> yeah, I hope I it depends if I can get my fingers going. It might be like Tuesday. I I got a long flight Tuesday. Good. I, I got to go to Yale tomorrow for yeah, our event. Yeah. So if I could get it done, but, you know, read it Tuesday. It doesn't, you know, by then, Liv will probably have just swallowed back up the... Uh, here's hoping we get back here for another Precision Pro House within the next 10 to 15 years. USGA, just come on. Bring like, it back. Can you just kick... I. I I want. Can we kick You're done Piners? With Piners? You're out. On I'm Piners. not out on Piner. I like Pine. Piners is one of the greatest public courses that people can go play, and that's a cool aspect of it. I just don't need to see it every four years. Like, what? Why are we getting Piners and Pebble like shoved down our throat? Yeah, they when they aren't the top end. Vary it up a little bit more too. I'd like to see more variety. Right. I mean, National now they're locked in. Get no, it? Can you just get out of one of them? Like, <laughs> I just no, don't understand. They're what... literally anchored. <laughs> That's anchor sites, right? Like, would you trade right now? Would you trade out? I think isn't twenty seven like a historic one? I don't know. It might be like one fifty. I don't know. No, it's not one fifty. It's definitely not one fifty. <laughs> I guess no. There's the, the 150 is already claimed by Pebble, right? Really? I think so. Like, how long out is that? Because it might be like 2047, right? Because it, it, it or 2045. Would it I be Oakmont or no? It's Pebble. Whatever. But we'll look this up at some point. We got time to figure that one out. I mean, could you give me 29? Can we kick Pinehurst out of there? They're doing 24 and 29. Like, why? Why? Why is that? Who asked for that? I guess Pinehurst, Pinehurst asked for probably. that. For the commercial. I mean, smart marketing. Pinehurst feels like one they can really just put right in the minus six zone, right? Oh yeah, I mean that's when they can make whatever they want. <laughs> like, like it's just perfect for making it whatever score you want to make. The hard ones for the minus six zone. Pebble's a hard one for the minus six zone. Yeah, LACC is a hard one for the minus. Like they're going to need to do some gerrymandering, goofy shit to yeah. get it down to six. Okay. I think so. <laughs> like I, I don't. This is not meant to be a brag. This yeah. is not. I went out in 32 at LACC. That that yeah. does not happen at at US Open courses. Huh. It's not. It's not that. It, like I didn't shoot like a crazy. But like they're gonna have to do some gerrymandering. They should just let it be and let it be, go wherever it goes because it's an extraordinary course where like par is not relevant. Like you stand over shots out there and you're like terrified. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. and you have to hit great shots, but just let it, let it be that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. All right. I mean, Marion, Marion in 23rd. I mean, the, the equipment rollback. That's the other thing. What's going to happen? When, when, when's the new equipment going to be in? Because uh, then what does, does minus six move? Opens up a new world, though, too, for venues, right? I know. So why are we booking them all up? Why are, why are, we, why, why are we locked in to Pinehurst and Pebble? The other thing about Pebble in June is it's not as spectacular because it, it just is not sunny. What you mean uh, aesthetically? Views? You get the June gloom yeah. over and over and right. over. Right, right. Okay. Does that matter from a course playability perspective? I think or it you're matters just talking about from just TV? like a, a spectacularness, right? Yeah. yeah. And also, Pebble doesn't look as good in the in the in the in the gray because of how you're getting into some just photography no it's weeds. just like how they just it's like all this uniform bullshit grass like just there's no wildness to it because they charge so much money they have to have it so lush and green and looking just, at yeah looking like yeah yeah well, like what 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 made the country club so spectacular is like all the texture and the colors and the rocks and the fescue and the grass that it had was like a, it had discolored. a security the about the old yeah. greens it just it wasn't it, insecure about how it looks you know what it is is it a comfortable how like you know when you go to a house that's been lived in yep it was it's a house that's like that's just like elegantly lived in well albeit half renovated Half front of it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like you're very comfortable in those houses. Yeah. Like when you go and you stay with friends versus going to a hotel, like you stay with the friends in like a real house. You're very, you're just comfortable. Yeah. And when you go to when you go to Pebble, it's like staying at like some resort or resort where it's just you know. I, I I get it. I'm gonna get myself in trouble. Yeah, we're we're yeah we're we're <laughs> we're getting it. That's what we like to do. We get into trouble. I got into trouble for suggesting that the integrity of the championship was uh, in doubt because they because John Rom had to play in the dark on 18. And that's you got in trouble. Him. Oh, I got I got uh, yeah. Talk to him about that. But that's what we're here for on this <laughs> podcast to get a little bit of trouble. Can um, we talk about Rory? Yeah, I think Keegan impacted the integrity of the championship. No, today. I was. I by the end of the Keegan. day, I was in on Keegan. Why? Even How? though he's the fakest Boston person, he's not even from Boston. He's kinda, from Vermont. Well, no, he played at like Hopkinton, which is out there. He, he's from Boston. Anyway, he's fake Boston local. <laughs> but I did think it was like at times cool how there's this this like boisterous home support. Out there, even though I, 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 like I said a few months ago, my favorite point, favorite moment in every golf tournament is when Keegan Bradley putts out on 18. I stand by that, but I will say he and had when we're out of it early, which is super negative about Keegan. Yeah. And I really actually enjoyed his presence. He edited that element, but he slowed things down. He did. He did. That's what he does. But it was great. He and Hadwin, not great, not great. I don't want to mean to put him down, but a relief that he and the, the Brad, the Keegan and Hadwin factors were wiped out within the first 30 minutes. They the needed court. some, there were so many guys, they needed some of them to exit quickly. Anything you want to say about Rory? We, we went to like the 58 minute mark to talk about Rory or whatever it is, 68. I mean, it was just like the most predictable performance of all time. 
all time. Why? Birdie um, bogey, birdie bogey. You it was still like, got time. It was, you can still yeah, do it. It was effectively like, oh, I, I've got a chance. Well, I'm going to make a bogey now. You know? Yeah. He made three bo- he's, three he's, birdies on the front nine and shot even par. Like, if you want to win, I mean, he putted so well this week. He's just, really sloppy, though. He he's is. just so sloppy. Where and when you're you have the three guys that were on the leaderboard around him today, that doesn't get it done. That's what still makes the PGA such a kicked opportunity. You know, he kicked it away. This I also one, like, would, he was just so bad uh, at throwing a shot here or two. Away. He's so good that he can still T five and T seven all the time with sloppiness in the way you know what I'm saying. Like like five was a embar- like a inexcusable. The, the I just I looked at the way Zalatoris the how he you could just visibly see how kind of gutted he was that he didn't win. And you saw, like, I could see this just, like, hype. And the same thing with Fitzy. Yeah. With Fitzy was talking about just how much he hates losing. And you think about how he's, like, basically, like, in his mind, lost. However, how many PGA, maybe 100, I don't know at, at all how many PGA Tour starts he's had in his life. But let's yeah. just say 130 PGA Tour starts in majors. He's lost yeah. in his mind. And he's talking about how much losing just burns him. Yeah. Now I know Rory's probably like good friends with Fitzy, but fuck that! Like you just you just wasted an all time putting performance. You mean coming out on the 18th green yeah. to congratulate him as it bothers you? That's a Ricky move. You name me one prolific winner in the golf history that's ever done that, and that's probably why Rory has four majors and not more. Is that because he does? I don't nah. know if he if he I don't know if he he's hates the prince. He's I don't come out. And I don't think his respects. I don't think he hates losing as much as as the other narcissists. I don't think Rory is a a true narcissist. Oh yeah, he's a normal. He's, he's pretty well adjusted, and that's person. why he doesn't. I I think he's super competitive. I think it eats at him. I think I think the PGA one like sort of left him and and just it tattered there for a while. This one should leave him tattered. I think he was. Maybe, maybe it does. If it did, he wouldn't have been out there on the 18th. That's what I'm saying. I just, but I, I think it comes and goes. I, I, I do. I think he is pretty competitive, but he's also. I think he's pretty just well happy that he he won the Canadian Open last week. <laughs> That's part of it. That's part of it. He, you did you ever think he was going to win today? I mean, I thought he could win. He could have won today. Yeah. I mean, Hideki Masuyama shot 65. He made three birdies on the front nine. That's true. He had a good look on nine. Like, he, he had tons of opportunities coming down the stretch. Yeah. Like, he wasn't even out of it. Right. That's why they kept saying, like, he, if he just gets to three with this birdie just, on 18. It's maddening. It's absolutely maddening. The biggest dud of the day was Rom. He was bad. I, I followed him because I thought he was the horse. I mean, I didn't follow him. I, I followed him and the last groups so, because they were back to back. But um, I, I saw a lot of his first like seven, eight holes. Uh, just not sharp. Kicking it away on eight. Did not play well. But he kind of hasn't had it lately. You know, Zalatoris has been a better golfer. Scheffler's been a much better golfer. So. All right. Anything else from Boston? That's it. We're about to get off, and then you want to talk about Pinehurst at all, or or Pebble Beach, anything like that? Uh, 
Thank you to Precision Pro. Thank you to Boston uh, Country Club, USGA. You know, Scotty, Will, Fitzy. Fitzy's just there's there's nothing to hate about Fitzy right now. I still have the Skechers and some of that stuff, but I, I'm really in on Fitzy as a person and, and a golfer, compet- competitor. So, um, all right. I think Fitzy won with a yes putter too. <laughs> No. Really? I'm not positive, but I think so. <laughs> good week, good good night for Billy Foster. He's getting a lot of pub. Maybe as much as Fitzy, you know? <laughs> See, he said that if, if Westy could put, putt like Fitzy, he would have won six plus majors. No. Did yeah. he say that? Yeah. He also said Sevy's rolling over in his grave. That I came for a guy who chips cack handed. Sebi would be rolling over his grave. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, good. Happy for Billy Foster. All right, that was a great championship. Thanks to everyone. Thank you for your continued support. Listening, we'll be back. Uh, I'll be at KPMG Women's PGA a little bit this week down the street. I'll be. Uh, I'll actually get a go home. We're going to Scotland. Yes, in a few weeks. Season's not over. The summer on the road continues. Uh, and it uh, a lot of it's due to your support. So thank you guys for listening. Yeah, we uh, have some feedback. If it's bad, if it's good, you want. We got a lot team? of new merch. We I know we've talked about don't it. Push merch. Right I don't, I, and I and I know you'll miss the sale, but it's a nice way to th- to support. Or, or you know, if we're doing something that you think sucks, send us those notes. Too. No, that's I want it. all the notes. Somebody and I probably used like a bunch of this episode. Somebody sent me like, you say like too much. And I really tried to clean it up. I ran into that person. Oh, really? What they said? I immediately said, how's it been? And they said, I haven't noticed it lately, but I I mean, we don't want this to become too professional, but if something's bothering you and it's not, it can be better. Let us know. As long as we don't become too professional. Don't make it personal though. You know, don't, don't say that you guys just bother us, bother us, but that's fine. All right. Thank you guys for your support. We'll be back. With and, you. and if you give feedback, don't like give us three stars in the, you know, the Apple store with the feedback, just send us a message. Yeah. Just, you know, yeah. you don't need to we do don't give on. a shit about that. Don't. Yeah. All right. Everyone enjoy your uh, Mondays. Thanks for a, a great major. And uh, we'll talk to you on uh, Wednesday.